0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of Webmaster Radio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited. Business is changing and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years, and Chief Executive Officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler.
1: Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today I'll be talking about social media for food retailers with Natanya Anderson, Senior Social Media Program Manager at Whole Foods Market, the world's largest retailer of natural and organic foods. Natanya has been working with social and new media for over a decade with a focus on both strategy and execution, helping organizations across a wide spectrum change the way they engage and communicate with their customers and other constituents. She has also built a focused practice in the development and delivery of community and social content programs. In addition to heading up social media for Whole Foods, Natanya is also the president of the Austin Food Bloggers Alliance, a nonprofit organization established to promote blogger philanthropy and education. An avid food blogger, Natanya blends her passion for food and entertaining with her intense interest in social media and as a result is able to provide an in-the-trenches view of social to help guide the Whole Foods social media strategy and operations. Natanya writes about cooking and entertaining at Fet and Feast, that's F-E-T-E, and Feast.com, and the joy of being an Epicurean in Austin at the Austin Food Lovers Companion at AustinFoodLovers.com. You can connect with Natanya on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash Natanya P. It's great to have you on Market Edge, Natanya. Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So let's start for those that are not familiar with Whole Foods or may only know a part of the story. Can you give a real quick background of Whole Foods Market?
2: Sure, so um Whole Foods Market started here in Austin, Texas, where I am based in a very small single store that funnily today is a um, is a record store used record store. Uh. It's to drive by it on a regular basis, um, uh, seeing where we are just a few blocks uh, down the street and has grown into, as you said, you know the largest retail uh, retailer of natural foods, and we have present all over the United States and Canada, as well as in the U.K. And, um, you know, we're really here just to serve those who want to have natural and organic foods in a way that's that's easy and also focused on their food passions and their lifestyle passions.
1: So who knew? A used record store. (laughs) What a what a great story! And one of the things that's great about Whole Foods Market is the brand personality. So can you talk a little bit about that personality and how it comes to life in the channels that you're running?
2: Absolutely. the The key to brand personality here at Whole Foods is our team members. Um, Everything about the organization um, is centered around the team members and our engagement with customers. And we are passionate about food and passionate about our communities here. And that's really what we try to manifest in social media is we try to say, what are the things that our customers are looking to us for when they enter the store? And that's typically being helpful and passionate and knowledgeable and and being customer-centric. And we try to emulate that in social because it's what made the organization successful in the first place. So our goal is just to take what we know works with our customers in the stores and have it manifest itself online.
1: Hmm. And so given everything that you're doing and involved in, and which is an incredible amount, uh, describe to the listeners what's uh, what's the day in the life of the head of social media for Whole Foods Market, if there is such a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: um, you know, it changes on an almost, a, on an almost daily basis, but um, it, much like other folks who are working on social media in, in enterprise organizations, it is a mixed bag. We we look not only at what's happening with with strategy and and overall program execution, but then at the same time we have to look at how are we going to scale social in our organization, uh, from a customer service perspective and an engagement perspective. And then I have to deal daily with things like we lost our Twitter credentials or um, we've had a customer interaction that we're not really sure how we're gonna how we're gonna answer. Um, and of course, because we have so many folks creating social media on behalf of our organization Mm -hmm. at the stores all around the country, a big piece of my job is supporting them in their success because, once again, it comes back to being all about the team members and how they engage with customers. So it's kind of all over the map, but that makes it fun.
1: And you occasionally sleep, I assume.
2: Eh, sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Overrated, I'm told.
2: So you have,
1: a, you have a really neat, interesting background prior to coming to Whole Foods. You worked at Docus Group, and Howard and Dell. And uh, you're ex- just curious, you had an experience, you know, what was it like? How do you integrate in your experience as an executive creative director and head of community and content strategy? How do you pull those skills together, if you will, um, to employ them on behalf of Whole Foods?
2: So, the thing about social is that it's really a multidisciplinary uh, job right now because it's not like it's just marketing. You know, social works across the enterprise and all of the players. And so because I have a little bit of a jack of all trades background, I have a diverse set of skills that I can bring to the table. So when I'm reviewing creative from an agency for a Facebook, execution, my experience as a creative director plays well for me there. Once upon a time, I was a middle school teacher and I'm actually a certified educator. So when I'm thinking about how I'm going to, yeah, I know in Latin, I have a degree in a dead language, yet I work in social media. Um, but because I was a, a have a liberal arts degree and as a teacher, those things come into bear when I'm thinking about how are we going to train up all of the people who are creating social on behalf of our brand. And then certainly the experience that I have in content and community I think is, is the most critical because for us social is about content, and so I'm able to bring some of those skills to bear as well as the community management and engagement piece. So I think I'm lucky that um, I've sort of had a little bit of a meandering path because it serves me very well right now in social, and it helps me as social evolves. I can just say, okay, what skill do I have that I can bring to this particular evolution?
1: So if you could be a middle school teacher of, uh, if I recall, it's like 12 to 14 14- year old. In that wonderfully awkward time, you can not only manage people, but uh, manage senior executives as well. What a phenomenal feeling. But we'll leave it at that. Uh, So, uh, you just teed up the whole area of of content. Um, Talk a little bit about how Whole Foods thinks about content and other types of, you know, what types of content pops that seem to be most effective.
2: So given that we are a food retailer, it's probably not surprising to hear that things like recipes and mm. guides are, are some of our best content, but we also have a very amazing blog that we post to you know several times a day where we can really provide information not only about the food, but... The uh, our local partners who create the food, the folks, the folks who are really behind the food because one of the things about Whole Foods and our customers is it's not just about here let me pick up a tomato but I want to understand who grew the tomato, I want to understand mm. the, the circumstances under which the tomato was grown. So we have a lot of content that provides transparency into that for our customers and they really appreciate it because it's a value alignment for us where we all say it's important that we all understand where our food came from and how it was created. So in addition to the very practical how-to content that comes with, I bought this really great food, now what? Or I want to expand my food horizons, how do I do that? There's that Let's learn more about the food and the providers buying the food. So so it's really sort of across the spectrum for us. Um, But we're very focused on, once again, it's that customer service piece. What do our customers need to know to be comfortable either shopping in our stores or, you know, going home and preparing and enjoying what it is that they bought in our stores? So we really try to serve that need primarily.
1: Makes perfect sense given that they're coming to you for natural or organic foods that they're going to want to know the story behind the, the food as opposed to, to, as you said, okay, cool, I've got to go get a, three or four tomatoes. Um, that is obviously a very important reason why they're coming into the stores. So um, given that it's food, what are some of the challenges around content that you have faced given that you're in a food retail business?
2: So I think there's a couple things. Um, Food is a a very high passion point for people. And in some ways, food has become, um, sadly, a polarizing topic in our world these days. And so oftentimes, if we post about a particular kind of food, if people have polarized opinions about the food, sometimes our content will generate conversation that devolves a little bit. So we have to be smart about uh, you know, how we post food. Um, you know, even when we post about our um our five step meat that is um that is some of the best meat that you can buy with animals in some of the absolute best situations, um, there are people who feel very strongly about the consumption of meat in general, regardless Got of it. how the meat was was raised. And so what happens is we post something about, you know, here's a really great steak recipe and it can bring out some dissenting opinion. And so so but it doesn't mean that we're going to stop posting about that. So it just becomes how do we understand where those polarization points are and then how do you manage that? Right. So, you know, so that's one of the biggest challenges is is just understanding the passion mm. that comes with food and, and responding to it. Um, and, and then additionally, there's just a lot of competition in the food space. So,
1: yeah, yeah. It's really interesting about the polarizing point. It, it I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it, it, um, it makes sense. I right? people are passionate, especially some very extreme um, points of view that, that will certainly fuel that back-and-forth debate, mm. some of which I'm sure is healthy and some of which is um, not so much. Um, <laughs> the, the other part, and we've certainly seen this in food and beverage and other regulated industries or um, parts of regulation, if you will, nutritional value, how does your legal group engage with your world?
2: So we're really lucky here because we have some incredible partners in legal who are very forward-thinking and um, are really seeking to be our partners. They are not seeking to control and manage, but they come to the table and say, how can we best meet the needs of our customers? And I think it's once again that everyone here is so hyper-focused on the customer. Like, how can we meet the needs of the customer while still doing what we need to do to mitigate risk and, and take care of the organization? And so they are... They're really proactive in here's an issue that might be coming up. How can we work together to address it? And I think that they do a really fantastic job of picking their battles um, Mm. because, quite frankly, the conversation is going to happen whether we want it to or not. And so I think they've come to understand that by joining the conversation and being part of it. It actually sets us up better for success than maybe being so risk adverse that we let the conversation go on without us. So, you know, having talked to others of my peers, I've come to really appreciate how lucky I am in the partners that I have in our legal teams.
1: It's really interesting, the fact that you've got uh, undoubtedly, while they're sitting in legal, they're also undoubtedly foodies or passionate about the content. And mm-hmm. that probably Absolutely. gets a little more balanced, balanced perspective. The other thing I would have to expect based on uh, our experience with different companies, um, is that the whole idea of joining the conversation starts at the very top of the executive levels. Uh, is that right in terms of your, in, you're watching senior executives thinking of, and in understanding the conversations and that customer interaction is being critical?
2: Absolutely. You know, we at our highest levels they understand that, that social is is what's happening. And it's not just social, but that media and conversation is evolving. Yeah. And so because they get it, it gives us a little bit of, of running room to say, okay, you get it. Now let's find a way to to worry about the details. That's really my job. They get to get it. I get to, to figure out what that means. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and we're lucky because also at the regional level where so much happens in our organization, the leadership there gets it as well. And so, so by having that top-down support, it definitely makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, when it comes to even justifying why we're doing this in the first place.
1: it's great. And to your point earlier, that is, that is unique based on some other experiences that we've mm-hmm. certainly heard. So I want to follow up on another question, but we're going to take a really short commercial break right now. Please stand by, and I'll be right back with Natanya Anderson and more of the conversation.
0: Market Edge will return in just a moment. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sword with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence, MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword MajesticSEO.com Hi,
1: I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Start your search engine and send your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on Webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn
1: Engler, and I'm here today with Natanya Anderson, Senior Social Media Program Manager at Whole Foods Market, talking about social media for food retailers. One of the things we were just talking about was you mentioned a couple of times the connection to the stores and the regions. And I think, from what I can tell you, have a pretty unique model about how the individual stores and regions um, are encouraged to create and engage their own social media, create their own social media presences, if you will, and respond to local customer comments. Can you talk a little bit about how that is structured, how it works? Just give a little more color commentary on that, if you would.
2: Absolutely, and and I, I sort of joke a little bit that um, Whole Foods social media presence grew organically. Um, this wasn't something that we planned. <laughs> but um, but, uh, but um, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's true. It's I've tried to find other words and just decided that I would go with it. <laughs> go with it. It's good it, it fits, right? Um, but we um, it's a reflection of the organization because here at Whole Foods, it's an exceptionally entrepreneurial uh, organization, mm-hmm. but also. Ultimately, the customer experience happens at the local store level, and that's where the empowerment to make the store successful lives. These stores have marketers that are responsible for how do we market our store and its uniqueness, and, and the company celebrates that uniqueness. Um, at some point when I first started with the organization, I, I visited four stores in Dallas that could not have been more different, even though it's the same brand in the same city, because they were essentially reflecting what was happening at the market level. So in many ways, Whole Foods' approach to a hyper-local, transparent, and authentic social presence is just a reflection of the brand. And in fact, that's one of the reasons that I took the job, right? Because that's it. The hard part is, is to get local and get real and whole foods are right. local and real. Um, so we have about uh, give or take a few 600 social media presences on behalf of whole foods. And our estimate today is that there are about 2000 people creating social media content on behalf of the brand every day. Um, and, that is with that goal in mind of reflecting the local feel of the organization. So, So, um, and it's, it's working, you know?
1: So how do you, or do you, is there, are there guidelines? Is there a training session that goes on? How do you allow that, um, incredibly powerful local flavor to come to life, but at the same time, time, make sure that it ladders up to a full foods, um, value proposition?
2: So we piggyback off of the training and the tools that the folks who are creating social media already have in place because they are the same people who are working with local media and Mm -hmm. promoting their store locally. So from a brand communication perspective, that's part of their job already. And so I don't have to teach them that because that's what they do every day. So my focus instead is how can I empower them with best practices in social media and overall helping them understand how to make the most of the channels. So, and, and I will say that this has been a recent focus since I got here and something that we work on almost every day. And you know, training at scale um, of the likes of what you see at places like Dell is um, a resource and dollar Intensive activity, so we continue to roll it out in baby steps. We recently started a biweekly webinar series where people can, you know, come and we talk about everything from social media 101 to, you know, best practices in content and crisis management, and we record all of that so it's available. And we have a roadmap of tools that we're going to be creating. And then the other thing that we're doing is we just go out to the regions and spend time with the people who are feet on the street. I went to Chicago um, a couple of weeks ago and met with the entire Midwest region. I gave them my cell phone number and I said, if you have an issue, you should call or you should text me. Um, Because there is just that what are they running into every day? What are their needs? That then ladder back up to how can I address this at a, at a global level? So um, it's definitely a work in progress for us. And um, a key focus of my team is just mm-hmm. that internal uh, internal customer support because that's what turns into external customer support and, right. you know, and customer engagement.
1: So continuing on that line, it's really interesting. There was a, a recent article that – Um, I think mentioned something like um, Whole Foods community managers estimating that about 10% of the posts are content-based, 5% promotions, and 85% are responses to customer comments. Um, And I don't know if that's the right balance, but clearly, given everything that you said, the incredible level of engagement with the customers, without giving away trade secrets, how do you monitor and listen and engage with customers and how do you know when to sense and respond to participate or not or handle it in different areas?
2: So we have dedicated community managers at the national level, which I think is very important that we recognize that this is not a part of somebody's job, particularly at the national level, right? Like if, if you look at at the the majority of these customer service requests, a lot of them come to um, at Whole Foods our our National Whole Foods Facebook page because that's where we have critical mass.
1: Yeah. And
2: so there's an understanding that this is somebody's job and it's not an intern. It's it's folks who have extensive experience with the brand. My my lead community manager previously worked in the stores. He was a store marketer. Oh,
1: so he interesting. has all
2: of that. You know, he has all of that training of how you work with customers. Yeah. And we we rely on that experience to really help guide Um, when do you respond, how do you respond, when do you kick it to the customer support team, Um, all of that being said, we are looking at a social media at scale model and it's a focus for me right now because, you know, he has to sleep sometimes, although he and I sort of together agree that it's kind of overrated. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, I sense a pattern here. (laughs) Yeah. And and occasionally he wants to go on vacation and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, You know, we're, you know, um, I'm like, but so we have to, we are looking at scale in terms of how do you begin to tier, you know, what are frequently asked questions and how do we address those in a way that's still personalized, but at the same time can be scaled a little bit more? Yep. And then quite frankly, we have experts all over this organization who can talk with um, detailed expertise about something. So what I, my, my approach is that my team doesn't have to know the answer to every question. They just have to know how to get the mm, answer to every question. So, so that's kind of the approach that we're also taking. Is when do you know when do you go to an expert to get the answer because we have them.
1: And uh, do any good uh, examples come to mind where there's been a change in a store or a practice that has that has surfaced from a customer feedback?
2: Um, you know, I think we see those in little ways every day. Um, oftentimes we will hear from customers, you know, I wish that you carried this specific product. Right. And we will send that to We will send that to that store and say, hey, you might want to get in touch with this customer because this is someone who who you know is going to buy this product. And um, because people are often more willing to say something to us in social than to actually say something to the store, um, I think we see it a lot in impacting uh, or at least informing what it is that the stores choose to carry. And, um, you know, certainly it impacts the kind of engagement and content that we that we serve up every day. When we say to our customers, what do you want to know more about, it actually impacts what we publish in our social channels. So we see it in big and small ways, um, particularly as we're able to relay information to the stores.
1: Right, right. Really interesting. So um, as we're
2: coming close toward the end, a
1: couple last questions. One is you've been doing this social media thing for a while and are clearly a leader um, in the space. Any tips um, what tips would you give brands or listeners about they're trying to find new ways to connect with their customers via social media?
2: I know this is going to sound almost antiquated, but just based on what I see in social media every day, I always feel compelled to say it, which is, it's not about you. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the best ways to find new ways to engage with your customers to find out what they want first and make it about them. Um, I think a really good example of of the need to change the attitude is Pinterest. We have a a really significant Pinterest presence right now and we have internal rules about for about every one pin of our of our own content or our own information that we pin we try to pin between 5 and 7 other pins of other people's information because our customers just don't want to hear about us all of the time. They're trusting us to be a curator. And then I look and see all these brands that have jumped into Pinterest, and all they're doing is pinning their own information. Like It just continues to be the brand saying, me, 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 me. And so the best ways to find new ways is to ask your customers, what do you need? And I would love to just see more of that because the answers they give you are fascinating, and you're sometimes surprised by what they want to know more of. And so, I think that that's the best way to find new ways is to ask their customers how they what they want, and to actually take it seriously and to actually be able to to activate act act on it.
1: You know, it's really first of all not only refreshing to hear you say that; could not agree more. But um, we're certainly seeing a lot as we. Uh, spend time with our client CMOs or other CMOs that that it's a pretty gnarly sandbox out there of the world of social media and it's confusing and sometimes a lot of people are in all of the the weeds and the details <laughs> kind of like you're pointing at is look there's a lot of different tools and tactics and other stuff it really starts with the customer this is not a channel to slap your 30 second tv spot on and you know say oh cool we've got a facebook presence it's just really interesting to keep coming back to it's not about you i love that
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a philosophy that I think if people would stop and take a step back and say, do we need to shift our overarching philosophy? Yeah. And sometimes that's about corporate culture, right? And I think that, that um, sometimes people want to do that, but they're faced with um, other pressures yep. inside of the organization. So, you know, I know it's not as simple as making that change, but it's something I would love to see more people work towards.
1: I think you're exactly right. All right. So just before I let you go, one of the things I like to do at the end of uh, these interviews is we do a quick like speed round where I throw out a technology or something going on there and just ask you for a quick, off the top of your head, short word or answer your impression of it. No right or wrong answer, just to see um, where it is. So we're actually going to start with one that, that you just mentioned, which you hit a little bit, but Pinterest.
2: Um, great opportunity for curation may be overrun by brands before it gets its legs. <laughs>
1: It's really interesting. How about Groupon or daily deals like a living social?
2: Uh, Potentially detrimental to small businesses, uh, treat them with care. Yeah,
1: there's a real theme popping around that one. Interesting. And last one, Uh just for giggles, QR codes.
2: When smartphones have a QR code reader built in, we can revisit them.
1: Really, really interesting. There is something about, oop, download this, oop, stop this, oop, do stuff. Um, it's a, it, when, also, location, there was a, a huge bus going by with the QR code on the side. felt like if I wanted to scan that, I, I would potentially die in traffic. Um, <laughs> oh, those this, are my favorite.
2: <laughs> it's like, please scan this billboard. And I'm like, um, why, yeah, why? How do
1: I get there? Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Natanya, so much for being my guest today, and thanks to everyone in the audience for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Engler or on my blog at www.glenengler.com. Visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. For Market Edge, this is Glenn Engler. Until next time, I'm out.